My name is Demi. Oh my Wow. We're coming in strong from our vacation. Right. We took a few (laughs) weeks off and it's like we forgot what we were doing here. No clue. Um, So my name's Demi. Let's try that again. I'm Melissa, as always. And this is the Beauty Beast podcast. Yes. And today we are talking about continuing education, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. following up from our beauty school episode which we definitely got heated about so I feel like if we have all these opinions then we need to follow up with what we do in the meantime right because beauty school definitely taught us the bare minimum right right I think that um one thing and and we always like reference it like even when we talk to like girls when they start at the salon that doesn't mean that guys can't work at our salon too it just (laughs) happens to be an all-girls salon except for Juju um but uh, I always reference that you are like the queen of continuing education. Oh, yes. Aside I love from it. boundaries. Um, and I think that that's something that I admire so much about the way you organize your business, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. You're always up to date on it. Oh, yeah. Because it's so, well, I mean, and I guess since having been a teacher, like I always, you know, want to learn more. And that was why I went to beauty school, too. Right. Like, because I wanted to further a career or something like that. So, you know, beauty school did not teach me a lot, especially mm-hmm. never having really had like a big interest in yeah. like the beauty industry initially. So, it was, well, I need to learn more and learn new techniques cuz any industry is always changing, not just the beauty industry, but like any industry I feel and you need to be up on trends and different totally services techniques whatever it is because you could go to 10 different nail or hair people and they're all going to be doing like the same thing but they'll have a different technique and you just have to find what works for you and the only way to do that is to get further education right and I think that that's like one thing um from working in like a bigger salon and like hearing different feedback from all different ages of stylists um Mm -hmm. because I can speak more on the stylist side um I think that you hit like this weird like bump in the road as you start to age in our industry um and it doesn't mean that like you have to like start only doing people your age but right um how do you evolve? How do you you stay, you know, current? Um, and I think that, like, now I see so much help on social media with that. And I think what I really admire is I see, like, you know, I'm heading towards uh, my 30th birthday this year. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, and it's crazy because even, like, yesterday when we were, you know, doing a sit-down with one of our um, new stylists that's going to be starting, I referenced that it's been 10 years since... Um, hair school for me and I was like oh my god Um, but I do think that we definitely feel it like it's so easy when you first walk in to like being that young cute like fresh stylist oh for sure so cool and trendy and like young (laughs) so like what happens as you start to age in our industry right I think that continuing education is like the first key Mm -hmm. to helping you stay Maybe, like, I don't want to say relevant because, like, that's not the case, but feeling like somebody that's in their young 20s or in their teens, like, can sit in your chair and feel 
like that same vibe, right? Like, right. Does and, that make sense? Like, and I, to, yeah, and definitely to stay current on trends, mm-hmm. whether you know, for you, it's like a different haircut or a hairstyle or a color right. technique. And like for me, like nail art trends are constantly changing, mm-hmm. and a lot of them I don't vibe with. Like, <laughs> case right. in point, like. French is coming back and every time somebody shows me a picture with a French I'm just like oh fuck yeah it's like okay yeah no I (laughs) like I totally get it and and I think that you know when I with what I was saying like I don't mean like we need to only appeal to like the young people to sit in our chairs but right of course but I think what I mean too is like just as much as like when we're like maybe changing through the years, but still trying to stay relevant in our real lives, right? Like outside of work. Of course. Um, we want to go to somebody and get a service done that makes us feel like good and relevant and trendy, maybe. Right. You're not. Right? So you're like, not going to go to somebody who's still giving cuts from like the '80s. Exactly. So like our clients want to feel the same way. Like when they sit in our chair, like that's not just for the young twenty-something-year-olds. It's for all ages. They want to know what's the trends going right now. Like what. Um, you know, what's up to date, what's current, like all of those things. And I think that I I love like TikTok a lot for that lately. Like yes. that's been my jam of seeing like, you know, not just salon owners, but like stylists and nail artists in general, um, like jumping into it because it felt like it was like a young app for a minute there. Yes, um, for sure. Which I think Instagram kind of started the same way, too. But now I'm seeing kind of like... People our age on TikTok. (laughs) Which is cool, because I think that that pushes us out of our comfort zone to do the same thing. Right, for sure. And I do think that social media right there in front of you is a great educational tool. Um, For me, I don't do well in like in-person classroom settings. (laughs) <laughs> little tidbit about me is I got held back when I was in kindergarten because they thought I had ADD. I think they were right. Um, <laughs> anybody knows my brain knows I'm kind of, you know, a little everywhere. So, like, if I'm in a classroom setting, I tend to, like, drift off. Like, I'll be looking at, like, what the girl in front of me has on, um, what this person over here is doing. Right. I, I tend to not do as well focusing. Um, so I actually find that, like, online classes for me, are a really, really great tool that I tend to love. Right. And I think I definitely personally love an in-person class, like for the nail industry, Mm because right now, like dry manicuring is so trendy and big and everyone wants it. Everyone wants to learn how to do it. And it's all well and great to like watch someone doing it, but with you know, when you're messing with an e-file and you have bits on the natural nail, like your angle is so important. Your pressure is so important. And I just don't feel personally that that is something that you could convey online necessarily. Like you could learn about like different bits to use, Mm -hmm. but like for technique like that, I feel like it's much more valuable in person because to have somebody come around and like correct your angle or you know, you can feel it on yourself and things like that. It's so beneficial. But I know something awesome that did come out of COVID, like when we were shut down, 
is everyone was doing Instagram classes. Yes. Which I, I mean, when we were shut down for eight weeks here in Florida, like, I cannot tell you how many Instagram classes Mm -hmm. I was doing. Like, I was on one every day learning from people who I had admired their art and just to see, like, their techniques and then try it and just to have them explain it in a different way because I am not a naturally artsy person, contrary to what my Instagram (laughs) might show. Like, it's taken years for me to learn that. So to have that broken down for me was so beneficial. And I'm like you in like art classes. I'm very ADD because I'm paying attention to like what other people are doing and like comparing myself to them. And I'm like, oh, their flower petal was so good and mine looks like shit. But from the comfort of my own home online for like an art only class, I feel much more comfortable. Yeah, I think that that's probably like... um my big thing and then I guess like two which this is like a goal for me to like push myself out of my comfort zone and maybe try some more like in-person classes Mm -hmm. I tend to be like a little bit of a hermit like when it comes to like professional stuff like (laughs) um not like I don't know how to explain it but like I see like the network of like hairstylists on social media Mm -hmm. and I think it's so incredible like it's not for lack of support like I think it's so cool to see people like networking within each other and and supporting each other and I definitely like try my hardest to like support you know where I can right um but for some reason like I found myself like as I maybe age a little bit too like Sometimes the idea of, like, entering into a room with a bunch of people, like, on top of, like, a class, I don't it's know. Intimi- like, it can be intimidating. It can be intimidating. For sure. Right. Um, and that's, like, I guess, like, for me, something I want to push out of my comfort zone and start to try to do in-person classes because, like, that's not, you know, like, you shouldn't be scared. It's nothing right. scary, but um, I guess, like, with online stuff it's so easy to like exist and like it is what's comfortable but I think that that's why it's great that there's like the best of both worlds right like there is the option for um you know the in-person classes for like people who align more like with that and then there's the option for online for maybe people that like to be a little more to themselves I like to themselves isn't like what I mean in a bad way I think that like maybe people who get what I'm saying can kind of relate I can um, I mean I can relate too because usually like when you're in an in-person class you know you, there's like converse like sidebars going on while the you know right. the teacher is like trying to instruct because somebody missed something and then they're right. asking like the person sitting next to them a question yeah and like me it's like I want to I'm trying to listen to what the instructor is saying but then I'm also listening to what their question and answer is it can be like a little overwhelming right it is a little overwhelming but I think I mean and again me personally I just think that there's some things that yes, are that definitely are better in, in person. person. And I think that it's invaluable. Like Mm -hmm. when I did, I think it was the second, it was in October, 2020. It was like the second dry manicuring structure gel class that I had done. I had heard about it on Instagram. (laughs) And so one of the instructors was like posted on her stories, like, where should we go next? And I like messaged her, I'm like, Florida. 
you should come to Florida. And just from that, we struck up like a whole conversation and her and I have become like really good friends. And, you know, and she lives in Utah. Right. I mean... Candace, if you're listening, hello, by the way. <laughs> but that's what I think is so cool. But I've it's so amazing. Like, yeah, those connections that you've made, which I think is so awesome. Right. There's... Which is why I think it is important if you're kind of like me that likes to be a hermit, like to push right. yourself out of your comfort zone and don't get so comfortable not going because right. sometimes it may lead you to a point of connecting with people that you otherwise wouldn't have connected with. Right, and you're not gone. I mean, well, I guess technically, because by the time this post or whatever, like it'll be out in the social media realm. But like now, I'm like teaching classes with Candace and right. stuff like that, and that's been like a super long passion, like a dream of mine. Like when I came into the beauty industry, was helping other people and like education and stuff like that. So now to have that opportunity, all because I messaged her and was like, "Come to Florida," you know. Yeah, like you never know. Doing that, like it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. So I mean, I think that social media is a great place to like find out about classes, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's learning from somebody like who is a quote unquote educator for a brand or somebody who maybe you just respect. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, like, that that's the big thing. Um, you have to find people that, like, align with your aesthetic, um, like, of what you want your brand to be, right? right? And then you can build from there. I know that, like, so I will, like, partake from time to time, like, with the um, – the behind the chair like will tend to post like classes like their Mm -hmm. instagram stuff like that i always think that's great um and then like i do really love to like sit and watch like shorter videos um right my mind does really well with that so like when i do find like some um instagrams that i really connect with and i follow along like and there's the reels of like different placements and things like that i'm a very visual learner right so like i can pick up and like that three minute you know video with the example of the placement i'm like okay cool like then i can build off of it for that like that's actually exactly how when like the shag cut came back and Mm -hmm. i wanted i did it on myself to begin with um you know, I had watched, like, two or three videos by, like, somebody that I really admired and, like, that in, you know, world. Right. And so I watched, like, her placement, her techniques with it, and then I was like, okay, cool. And then I reflected back on a cut that, like, I learned from beauty school that I sometimes use for, like, heavier face framing, and then I did, like, a hybrid between the two. Right. Which is why I sometimes do, like, online type of education also because sometimes you can put your spin on it while you're present in that moment there maybe it's my free spirit part of like feels a little less controlled if I'm like at home you know doing it well and you know we're talking about education it doesn't have to be like a quote-unquote class with an educator there's so many I mean, like you said on TikTok and Instagram with like the reels, like Mm -hmm. so many people are doing like quick one minute videos of how they do something and teaching you. So, I mean, you could consider that like some sort of education as well, which I think is really great. Like YouTube's a great tool, too. Yeah, um, for sure. From time to time. And, And like sometimes like if there is something new that like the perfect example is like the shag cut. But if there's something new that like I 
am wanting to kind of learn more about, my first place to go is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a jump off point. Um, because you can kind of search up things right from there and then build from there. Right, um, for sure. And I think that's why, like, even, like, taking the time to read somebody's caption, like, if you're a stylist and seeing what, like, their formulation was, like, I think all of the, those things are so important and they are really like continued education all within themselves like Mm -hmm. the reason that we take the time to like maybe some stylists really write up like great captions explaining from start to finish their process in a corrective color or something like that it helps you see their color logic and seeing their color logic you can take those formulas and apply it and be like oh damn they used i don't know like you know, 9AA to correct some green that came through or whatever that that is. Right. Um, so I think it's kind of like there's so many avenues for continued education now. There's really not an excuse to not continue education, dare oh, I say for, it? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's such a broad... Um, a broad subject I think there's like we're past the point now probably when you and I first started Mm -hmm. it was like the only way you could continue education was like coming in on a Monday taking a class and having a bagel with cream cheese like sitting next to your notepad (laughs) I just remember like classes always doing that right I kind of feel attacked because I just finished my bagel (laughs) with cream cheese before we started no I just feel like it and it's no it's not a dig but it was like it almost felt redundant, right? Like back right. in the day, like continuing education, like, and maybe that's what it is for me too. In my mind, an in-person class goes to like this same right. methodical thing that it was like, oh, I could write the, the right. you know, the <laughs> bullet points of what my Monday class is going to exist like, right? Right, of course. And for me, that's my mind attaching to the things that aren't important more than like, I don't know, maybe the educator that's in front of me <laughs> trying to teach me what they're here to do. Nobody cares about the Einstein bagels except me. Like, I'm like, I hope they have the French toast one by the time I get there. <laughs> um, but I guess maybe like it back then it felt like it was the same thing so that's maybe why I leaned heavier into like online education because at some point I was like okay but now I do see on social media that these classes have evolved and they have changed and they look uh, like I don't want to say it in like a rude way but maybe more enjoyable than like we they used to be well and I think that the people who are teaching them Mm-hmm. are more like they've somewhat evolved. Right. Because I remember, um, you know, when I first started doing, you know, nails and education and all of that kind of stuff, um, it was like people were very like stagnant and mm-hmm. you need to, here's a worksheet to practice your ratios for monomer to powder right. and we're going to spend 30 minutes on that. And it was boring Mm -hmm. but now like I feel like there's been this shift and because brands are realizing that I can go on social media and watch all of these things it's like they've had to step up their game to make it more interactive because sometimes the attention span isn't there so if you're not you know an engaging instructor people aren't going 
you know, to want to take that class. And it's the same, it was the same way when I was a teacher. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not an engaging teacher, you're going to lose that classroom full of kids real quick. Yeah. And it's going to be the longest hour of your life. Right. (laughs) I actually um, almost did become an educator with the brand, like, Mm -hmm. way back when. Um, And I went through, like, the full training for it and, uh, like, was in, like, the home stretch of, like, submitting all of my stuff. And I actually, like, wasn't even done submitting my final, like, videos for review. And they had, like, reached out to me and was like, hey, could you go to, like, I think it was, like, Tampa or, like, Jacksonville, one of the two that weekend. And, like, oh, like, we'll set you up and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, first and foremost, I will say that, like, once I got the price breakdown and, like, really looked at the numbers, like, passion's great and passing on knowledge is great, but um, numbers don't lie at the end of the day. Right. So, like, if you're sitting there comparing your sales and then you're like, wait a minute, like, I'm about to take this trip and I'm going to be gone for three days, right? And... Uh, the pay doesn't really add up if you catch my drift. And oh, then you're absolutely. sitting there saying like, okay, and now I've spent two weeks, you know, or whatever, training and putting myself in. Yeah, I, I remember I was like recording myself in like back rooms of like the salon at the time, like to submit like videos mm-hmm. to for approval. And then I started really thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm blocking out like time that I could maybe monetize more being mm-hmm. behind the chair um getting ready to work for a brand that like compensation wise it just doesn't make sense so I do think speaking of involvement I feel that I've seen a lot more brands now and I don't know if you agree too that have given more freedom to stylists that they've brought on or artists that they've brought on for education purposes mm-hmm. um, well and that was when I like I said I I'm teaching like with Candace now and that was one of my concerns because right. I wasn't going to stop doing nails because I mean my clients are my bread and butter mm-hmm. I mean let's just be yeah totally transparent about that so for me to be teaching a class most people go to classes on Sundays and Mondays because that's when the majority of people are off in the beauty industry well Sundays and Mondays are my time with my husband where we do whatever mm-hmm. we want because we have the same days off it's got to be worth my time financially to give up a right. six, seven hour day because realistically, you got to come in and set up, make sure everything's perfect. Right. It's seven hours that mm-hmm. I'm taking out of my personal life. Like, that's invaluable to me. So right. I made that very clear up front. And thankfully, you know, Candace understands that. So it is worth my time to give that, you know, to do this. And I think that almost goes back to, like, our boundaries episode. Right. Like, I I think before, like, if a brand reached out to you or somebody wanted to educate with you and they maybe um, had a heavier following or had maybe more connections than you had. You just mm-hmm. maybe were feeling like, oh my God, I just have to say yes. Like, right. because it's such a good opportunity where like the yes still exists now, but I think we've been given, speaking of tools, you're not just talking about education with the involvement of just your skill sets. Mm-hmm. The other aspect is like education as far as building your business, if that's what your goal is, right? right. Like, so for us, we've both, 
decided to build our businesses independently. So we have to educate ourselves on that too. It's not just education on our skill sets. So I think with that education coming into play, it gives you the ability to sit there and say, those seven hours have to be worth my time. Exactly. Where before, if we didn't have that education, you might have been like, yeah, like I did. And then have to backtrack and then be like, wait a minute, I can't do this and sustain the schedule that I'm balancing right now. Right, because, you know, your clients, like I said, they're your bread and butter nine times out of ten. And, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to take time away from them. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing. So Evan and I had sat down and, you know, I came up with a number, a goal of where I wanted to be with each class, and we've broken it down and... He was yeah. like, listen, if you can get that per class, he's like, I can do it. Before you know it, we're going to have an education room right down the way from the salon. I know, right? Be <laughs> with Einstein Baker. <laughs> Sponsor us, Einstein. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw shade. And wild fork bacon. <laughs> yes, and wild fork bacon. I'll be in the back as like your cheerleader with the air fryer running with the bacon. Yes. So, I mean... You know, and that's like being the educator side. But then I guess like I know when I first started in like the beauty industry, finding classes was hard. Mm. Like it was pretty much like when you went to Premiere in Orlando, which is a big beauty show, which maybe that should be our next episode because it's coming up like in a couple of weeks, I I feel. I know, yeah. Um, But like trade shows are still a great place to find education, not only like on the show floors, like when you visit like the different booths and you ask questions and they're doing demos. But I know at Premiere, like usually like that first day, like Saturday is just- is education. Is pure education. I mean, some- some are free classes or mm-hmm. seminars, which they do um, throughout like the whole weekend. But then some are actually like paid classes, mm-hmm. which you can pay to take. And it sometimes it's like a condensed version or whatever. But I've done a couple of those. You know, obviously some are better than others. Yeah. Um, but they that was where I first learned about like dry manicuring, and I did my first class there, and yeah. that was amazing. Um, but then, like, throughout the entire time, like, they, ha- like I said, they have, like, a whole bunch of different seminars. Like, I learned a lot of business tips and tricks from those seminars. Um, so I would say, like, if there's shows or industry partake, trade shows. I think there's, like, another one that I just saw um, that they're putting together with Behind the Chair. Like, it's an event oh, really? that they're doing. I think it's, like, three or four days. Um, right. It's a little pricier for sure. Uh, I would have to look at like the breakdown more. Yeah. But it's up in Orlando um, and it's coming up soon. But I think it's almost sold out now. Really? Is um, it just hair? Or is yeah. It... Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's it's just hair. Because I think behind the chair is really just Mainly hair stuff. Mainly hair. Yeah. I mean, they do sprinkle in maybe like some nails here and there. But right. I don't think they talk as in depth about nails as hair. Right. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't yeah. recall seeing too, too much. Um. Yeah, but I, I definitely think there's so many avenues is what we, we kind of keep coming right. back to. Yes. Like, there's, like, it, it's, n- continued education isn't just enrolling in a class. And, like. Not re- necessarily Yeah, anymore. like, there's so many different places to, like, kind of seek it out. Like, you might not even realize it, but sitting and scrolling at night and it all being concentrated on hair or nails and you're watching certain reels, like, you're 
you're technically kind of continuing your education right there. Right, um, definitely. I would say, As like, long as you're present and engaged in what right, you're watching. of like, course. If you've got, like, you know, one eye open and you're about to fall asleep, <laughs> I don't know if, like, at that point you're really focused on the color placement. Right. Um, but I see Allie, like, our, our um, you know, girl that we have at the salon that's, <laughs> That's in, in hair school. school right now, and she works with Bella, but she really truthfully, like, works, you know, she's connected with all of us right. um, as far as, like, learning how to build her brand once she heads out of school. And she's constantly sending different reels yeah. and different educational things, um, like, even to me. So, like, I see that as she's in hair school, like... You know, she's able to engage at the same time and learn things that propels her probably faster forward than maybe our hair school and nail school experience was. Right, for sure. Like, the only thing I would say about, like, to be cautious of and not throwing, like, shade at anyone or whatever is just to also be cognizant of who different yeah. reels or YouTube videos that you're watching mm-hmm. are from. Um, you know, I saw there was a nail influencer that I'm not going to mention, like, the Names. name or whatever. Yeah. But she once said that filing your nails was bad because it damages your nails. Yeah. Like, shaping. Like, come on. No. So I would say, like, definitely if you're going to do, like, online and. In- education or rely on YouTube videos, like definitely be wary. Yeah. Like don't trust one person. Like don't trust one source. Like it's almost like, right. Like I guess you could reference like whenever there's like a tumultuous problem in society, right? Like if you just post and repost and share the first article you read and you don't fact check. Exactly. You may get called out and be like, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but <laughs> exactly. um, lizard people aren't real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just making a joke here. Let no, me preface that. But like, right. you need to do your research. Like, If you find out something that maybe opens your eyes to a topic in the industry that you weren't aware of, or somebody makes a point that you were like, really? Like, that's a thing? Then do that additional research to find out, is it a thing or is it their thing? Exactly. So those are two different things. Is it a, you know, industry-wide idea that maybe is becoming more prevalent or is it their opinion? It's okay if it's their opinion. That's what works for their brand and their business. But that doesn't mean that that is a solid statement to live by. Like, you can't. You can say, I prefer not to file the nails because I find that I don't think it's good for my clients and my work style. But she can't say that it's not healthy all the way around to file nails. Exactly. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, if you're doing it incorrectly, like, just like anything, if you Mm -hmm. leave bleach on your hair for too long, yeah, you're going to fry their hair off. Right. If you go crazy with the nail file, however. It's going to be buck wild. Right. Right. It's going to be damaging. It's going to get hot, and you're going to be like, (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're on the client side. Like, yeah, good. It feels so nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. So I would always say, like, just, like, check your sources yeah. for sure, like, when you're doing online education. Which is the one thing that is the perk with in-person, I think, because right. you know that there's maybe been more vetting. Right. Um, depending, though, because if somebody's right. representing themselves, like, in yeah. the education world, they can do whatever they want. Like, um, maybe when you do have somebody affiliated with a brand, there is the aspect of they have that brand has made sure previous to bringing them on that they're the right fit for what, you know, they're about to educate people. Right. And I see a lot of people, like at least in the nail community, they offer like one-on-one classes and things. And I've done like a Mm -hmm. few one-on-one classes where people have reached out asking me, you know, to help them or whatever, which is all well and fine. But, you know, if you see like, you know, just make sure that they're licensed, first of all. That's a big thing, too. You know, because, I mean, I don't, no shade to people who are DIYers, but you're not licensed. And there's and certain health protocols that, like, correct. Uh, I, I think, like, with what we're saying about accessibility to education, that doesn't mean accessibility to education. Like, just because I reface the front of my bar doesn't mean you know, at my house. You're a carpenter. That I'm a carpenter, right. Right, that you so can like, go and now build a house. I'm a DIYer. Like, I, <laughs> right. I cut a lot of fucking corners and almost cut my hand off probably a few times. Knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely not following, like, true uh, technical protocol where, like, I would be producing something to sell, right? Right, exactly. Um, so... That, like, goes back to anything. Like, you can be taught yourself, um, but when it comes to something, I think, especially in the beauty world or anything that has to do with health and safety, licensing exists for a reason. Um, It doesn't exist to... mm, I don't know. Have a fancy piece of paper. Right. It exists because there's a safety precaution behind it every Um, state has a board and those boards are responsible for making sure that the people who are licensed are not injuring or they're following cleaning protocols and there's inspections and things of that nature yeah so you know just because I do my own nails at home doesn't mean that I could then go and do them on other or it shouldn't and it's dangerous too, right to i mean be that's a whole other um yeah and i and, and that that episode. goes to the same thing with chemicals on your hair right like right if you you can't just grab something and assume and then be like oh it wasn't my fault i didn't mean to right um yeah like you can't that's a tough one like it's it's a difficult conversation to have right like you definitely need to be aware of who you're doing classes from but I mean if on the flip side of that too let's say I admire a DIYer's art that she does on nails and she wants to teach art only techniques I'm down for that because like I said yeah, your you're girl's not knocking not, anybody. Right, your right. girl's not an artist. I'll pay you to teach. Like, if I love your florals, yeah, I'll pay to take, like, just a floral-only class as long right. as it's not teaching, like, actual, you know, I guess, like, technique and, like, prep and stuff like, like totally that. fair. I just yeah. saw, like, a recent thing. Uh, and I, before I say this, would have to, like, really delve into it to, like, tell you more because I really just saw, like, tidbits on, like, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an incident with 
uh, um, like an eyebrow, like a permanent. I I don't know if you'd call her like permanent makeup artist or if she just focuses on eyebrows. Again, I'm very loosely talking about this right. because like I once it got too dramatic for me, I just checked out. Um, but. I don't know if you saw it at all, but no. it was like, so I believe she was based out of Texas and she does eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. So in the long term, it seems that I don't know if she wasn't licensed ever or her licensing lapped, whichever of the two okay. happened. Um, and she did a family member's eyebrows. Oh, I think it was a family member. Uh, <laughs> The look on your face. (laughs) It was aggressive. Like, I mean, let me, I'm going to Google it, like, as we pull it up here to find. Now, there's two things that circle back to education with that. The TikTok community, because it was really more TikTok than it was Instagram. Uh Uh-huh. You know, as everything, which is somewhat ugly about social media, you know, it became divided. People right. were like, she did that on purpose and she's not licensed and da 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 da. But then at this, on the other side of it, people are like, people make mistakes. Well, when I show you the eyebrows, you might be like, that's a little thick. <sighs> but okay, so I saw the plus sides of education. What happened was, is somebody stepped up and reached out to the person whose eyebrows were affected Mm -hmm. and made it an educational tool, not bashing the girl who did it, just focusing on helping this girl because she needed her eyebrows fixed. Um, Like, they're bad. Uh, I'm Googling, but I'm getting so passionate telling this story. I know. Um, So she... The girl that stepped up to help, like, made it an educational tool on her page showing, like, the removal process, how they were going to remove them, safety, all of this stuff, right? Which was incredible. And then I never checked in on when they were redoing it, but I knew that was the next step. Right. At the same time, um, somebody stepped up, and I thought this was really great, too, and reached out to the artist that you know, I guess, dare we say it, it was getting canceled. Did we right. say that? I hope it's not a cancel culture. But, I mean, you know, it, it is. Probably um, is, She was getting a lot of heat, but this one individual who also does educational, you know, classes, reached out to her and said, come to my studio and let me show you what went wrong. Um, I guess, like, I saw the best of both sides seeing the education come from both sides like right i i it was a plus side to it but when i show you the eyebrows you're gonna be like whoa well and i think that that's like big of those two people that reached out like saying because now maybe people seeing those eyebrows which i have not seen yet um, would be hesitant to go and get that done because it's like a bad image of oh my god yeah yeah that's like, a made bad it image onto the New York Post like it was like oh. viral on TikTok there was like a GoFundMe for it oh my god but now you've seen it those are rough right <laughs> we might need to screenshot that and post it <laughs> right referenced it but I mean that's. Like, if I saw those, I, let me tell you, you're not getting my eyebrows. Like, uh-uh, right. I'm not, you're not, whatever. But so to show people, like, yes, this can be removed. Yes, this can be fixed. Like, let's reach out to the person that did them. 
like that's that's really big of those people in the beauty mm-hmm. community because I would also be worried that people would lash back out at me or whatever. Right. Um, just because, like you said, social media unfortunately can be such a toxic place. Yeah. Um, when I mean, you fuck and again, up. I know that there was some talk about her licensing, which is how I kind of got into this whole thing. Right. Because I know I trailed off. Um, but then it does raise the question if your if your licensing isn't up to date and your licensing isn't present. Um, do you have the right to be doing anything no. when it comes to chemicals? No. no. I don't. I mean, self-taught's all, all fine and good, but it, when when it comes to somebody's body, uh, like self-taught when you want to reface your bar front or um, I don't even know, like start doing art, cool. But when it comes to like another human, no. Like, Absolutely not reason that there's safety and regulations out there and it's for a good cause i mean we took a class a virtual one right before we came back i know we yep. both logged into yep, the we same both one did. about um safety protocol for covid right and, and covering just to re-up, reopening yeah to re-up on our cleaning <clears throat> and disinfection and stuff like that yeah which is such an important topic always um, not just with covid but. no but that was like of course and that was a, a big priority I think for both of us right at the time yes and realizing and I think that it's funny but I think some of our protocols that we carried through and we followed through with is wasn't a common thing at certain times that I saw in certain other places oh I'll admit like my you know some of the practices that I had fallen into probably weren't the best. Right. I mean, not that I was ever like unsafe or unsanitary no, or whatever. But I think COVID was a big wake up call. COVID was a big wake up call. And it was, I mean, not, I always like disinfected my bits and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but nail files, I mean, I never like, yeah, I would clean them and stuff, but I would use it until the grit would die. Now yeah. everyone gets a new file. Yeah. It's more expensive for me business-wise, but it's what's best for my clients, and that's something that I'll probably never go back to Yeah, um, how it was before. But, you know, but like we said, I mean, licensing can go into that's, a whole nother episode. That's its for own sure. episode. But I think that it's important that, like, you know, education isn't just um, – it's not just the the – service you're providing education goes in a lot of different directions um it's upholding business standards like that are are proper and right i think furthering your business education is so important Um, oh for sure uh, for instance like i know this one fires you up and this will go more into when we talk about like taxes and such but you're gonna bring it up again uh, the venmo (laughs) the venmo um and so that was like a really great example of a time when you know, social media isn't a great place for education because you can't just read something and trust it, right? Right. You're not going to so send me a flower like, emoji for the $300 hair service. service. Right, right, and think, right. And, and think and the IRS. Like, oh, we're tricking the IRS. Well, first off, you just posted about it on your social media. Dumbass. So that's number one. Number <laughs> two is like, you know, you're not making a valid business move right or not valid but you're not making a smart business move correct um and that's a big part of like i guess in a way we 
all are here for each other education wise in our salon because that's like why we do what we do when a new person comes along right just yesterday we had a two-hour sit down with with um the stylist that's going to come on um and the reason we do that sit down isn't just to shoot the shit and get comfortable and talk with each other but we have conversations about things that you have to do to set yourself up for success absolutely um and we talk all about the education behind the financials and and finding the right accountant to you know yeah to take on and all of those things and i think we'd all agree that we've all sat together and had a lot of great educational conversations of course where we pass along different ideas and tips and tricks and that's the great you know aspect of a co-working space mm-hmm. is we're also each learning separately what works for our business models while we all work together in the salon we each have different practices and policies that we're still able to apply for what works for us right for sure and i think we're always like growing and evolving with each other and i think that's another great source of education that people don't maybe lean into as much as they should um i think salons are are great and they're getting past that ugly competitive nature that like existed maybe in the past and it seems i hope so i mean i i know here we're in like a bubble of safety so i don't know if like i'm speaking out of turn and that exists a lot more than we don't realize right um but i know that like the stylists i am connected with that own salons like i know that they've created a really safe culture in Mm -hmm. their salons too regardless of if it's um commission-based or rental-based um and with that being said your peers are such a great source of education oh for sure Um, ask questions right there's so much that they may know that you don't and that's in all aspects of this industry it's right again not just the skill sets it's also business things like don't be scared to ask questions if you see somebody killing it and that's busy don't think that you shouldn't ask them or you shouldn't seek them out. Right. Um, I mean, hopefully they're not an asshole and they share with you what they're doing. Right, for sure. Like, I know, um, like, I've had people ask me, you know, questions about how I built a clientele and, you know, what do I do? Or, one like, one person had said that they were struggling to fill certain time slots and you know we had talked about you know like maybe offer like a referral program or Mm -hmm. things like that and you know she said that it was helping her and that she was going to try it and I mean just the other night I was on um an Instagram live business wise and I learned new things right um for like affiliate marketing and stuff like that. So, I mean, you're constantly learning and growing and evolving. And like the thing like to remember is even though you may do, let's say five classes a year, which I don't think, I don't know who does that many, but we'll go with five. Just, oh God, now I'm getting passionate. (laughs) But like whenever I go into a class, whether it's in person, online or whatever, my goal is to at least have one aha moment. Yeah. Like one takeaway. Like I've done two classes now on dry manicuring. My first one, my big aha moment was a particular bit, like the polisher bit at the end of my services. Like, I think I went and bought so many of them that day at the show, and I came back to my studio, and I used it on all my clients. 
everyone loves it. It's made like such a difference in my services. And then two years later, I took the exact same class essentially for in Florida and I had a, like another aha moment. Yeah. Like, so if you learn one new thing that's gonna like build and like create like, you know, something special in your service or your business or whatever it is. That one new thing could open you up to more success. Exactly. And that goes back to evolvement. Um, exactly. Which I think is like the most important thing with, right. with education. Because just because something works so well, right? Like, like for instance, for me, like I think that's, and, and you can relate, like mm-hmm. making the call to not take new clients anymore, um, I think one of the hardest things to balance is not getting comfortable. Yeah. And not just becoming complacent. Right. And sometimes it, I mean, listen, we're human. We'll all have weeks that are. You hit a lull. Right. You, you hit, do a hit a rough lull. Spot. And some, yes. And, and, and that's what being a human is. Right. right. But I always find that, like, tumultuous moments like kind of always are my wake up call like Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like we're maybe even hard on yourself for like one thing that didn't go right with like something a service you provided where maybe even the client doesn't even know and it's just something you were hard on yourself for right um but then you're like okay I need to be more present like and that's I think everybody's wanting to talk to us right now. <laughs> but that's I think is like I, I it just like I think that's one of my I don't want to say struggles but one of the things that I'm always so hard on myself for mm-hmm. um which you have to have a balance you can't be hard on yourself right with it, no but you can't I think you do have to always prioritize involvement um and with that being said you have to accept that things are gonna change like right. newer faces are gonna come in um Newer talent's going to come in. Yeah. That's not going to dull your shine. No. Um, and with educating yourself, you're going to help bring yourself enough confidence that somebody else's shine doesn't dull yours. And I think that's the other thing that, like, education helps is it makes people realize there's enough space for all of us in this industry. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you know maybe fulfilled and you're given an abundance of knowledge where you step behind the chair you step behind your nail desk with confidence because you know that you're present and you know that you're doing the things you need to do for your career somebody else succeeding isn't so scary exactly and I mean that kind of ties into like one of my big beliefs in education is also client education. Right. Um, I am super passionate about client education. I think I was even talking to one of your clients the other day, mm-hmm. uh, the other evening, because she had asked me, she's like, what can I put on my nails yes. besides gel or acrylic that won't ruin them? And I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, well, nothing should be ruining your nails. Right. It's improper prep and removal that's ruining it. And she kind of looked at me like, what? And then I explained to her everything and she just was like, do you have openings anytime in the evening? And I'm like, no, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like can use that example of like coming to you after doing like, I did the dip before I came to you, right? And I was like, oh, I can't do gel, gel lifts on me, gel this, gel that. 
it's not the gel. Right. It's the application. And the prep and everything like mm-hmm. that. But if you if you are confident, like you were saying, in your business and the services that you provide, you know, all of my clients, like they could go out onto the streets and be like, no, no, this is this and that is that. Right. This is the way it should be done. And that instills confidence in your clients like right demi's the shit she said you shouldn't do this this or this to your hair and look at look at it now well, and or, like i could even use the example of like when that whole olaplex drama happened right right like we all heard about it and olaplex was getting bad press because of a video that went viral in the uk of certain products and um chemicals being banned and then mm-hmm. it turned into a lot of like inaccuracies which is again why you have to be very careful with the education you are receiving right. on social media of course so we carry olaplex in the salon that's something that we we definitely have so what did i do i didn't say wow that's crazy i don't know what's happening no i said wait a minute my clients use olaplex i use olaplex what's going on here and i did the proper research so guess what for those next two three weeks when my clients were coming in and they were asking because they were all nervous, right. of course, I was able to explain it from start to finish, why it's still safe to use, why what happened happened, what the prod, like the, the right. ingredient was that was the topic of conversation, what it was, what products in their line that it's in. Like, and then we had a very real conversation where when they left, they were like, okay, I don't have to throw out my Olaplex, right? right? Like, right. if they come in and I'm like, that's crazy. Right. It's so nuts. And I don't have an answer, then I'm, is my client going to be like, yeah, lather me up with number four and five from Olaplex? No. Right. But- Meanwhile, but their friend whose hairdresser maybe took that step and did the research right. and explained it to her, I mean, they're going to look at them and be like, can you get me in? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's, I mean, I'm really big on client education. Like, I don't think that you should be, like, what you're doing should not be a secret from your client. No, like, absolutely not. There's, you know, at the and end of the day. And sometimes I even think I would say that, like, it's so easy when you're, like, catching up with your clients and you love them to be, like, talking and catching up and not thinking about client education. Right. And I think that sometimes, like, I have to hold myself back and be like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Like, we got to click back in. And, and that's maybe another goal that I have to work on for myself. Right. And, and for my clients, you know, moving through this year, too. Right, um, for sure. Because it is. It's important. It's not just about them coming in and sipping on coffee and and shooting the shit together like right. it is also about they come to you because they trust you yeah and you have to maintain that trust and maintaining right. that trust is continuing you know your education and perfecting your craft yeah for sure so stay educated stay educated stay in school fool yeah <laughs> well i guess technically not and well, well graduate get your hours and then continue your education exactly and don't be scared to continue your education while you're in school yeah like, for sure that's the other thing i see what Allie's doing and i think the way that she's setting herself up is going to be such success in the long run because she's offering herself additional information as she's present and in school learning. She's going back and she's applying maybe like a trendier version of it that she's seeing on social media to what the fundamentals are in school, which is going to set herself 
up when she gets her hours to be off to the races and building. Exactly. And like we were talking about trade trade shows, like if you are in school, still go to those trade schools. A lot of them, like I know Premier Orlando, they have special pricing for students and stuff like that. You can go even if you don't if you are in school, you have to have a license or right. in process of getting a license, but that's free education as well. Like all those demos and seminars. And there's also like great opportunities, um, like to stock your kits too with uh-huh. shopping. I know. Um, but with that being said, uh, there's also great opportunities to make connections with brands. Yeah, like for sure, depending on what your business goals are, making these connections with brands could open the door to opportunities that you don't even realize are right there. And especially, you might discover new brands, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that you have never tried before. That's what I love about, like, well, our next episode is on trade shows. But you could discover different brands of products that you like or that you've never heard of or meet people that you've never heard of, you know? Like, of course, everyone wants to go, I don't know who famous hair people are, but, you know, to whoever's class, but... Maybe somebody who's smaller has better information because they're not like, I'm so and so, I'm so famous. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. And I, I totally agree. I think that uh, now I'm going to go home and maybe look into a class to take. Oh, you Whoa. should. Maybe you should come take my class so you can learn how to do my nails. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait, we just said we're not doing DIY. <gasps> well, technically, You're I not. have a cosmetology You have license. a cosmetology. Yes. Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if I just sold myself too promisingly here after we talked about safety regulations. I have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I'm kidding. With that being said, we should probably go get started yes (laughs) as always you can follow us and find us on instagram at the beauty beast podcast uh yep and you can email us over at the beauty beast podcast at gmail.com yep and until next time until next time